The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, January 4th, 2022, Season 17, Episode number 90. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Life in SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Dave and Nick here with me. Amber's out today. Nick, let's start with a 90. What you got? Tank. Is that the best you got? Yeah. I... They didn't have a lot of 90s. Time. They didn't have a lot of 90s in like in the 80s and 70s. They really didn't start doing 90 until lately. How about... Jay Ratliff, he was ninety. I like that. He's a pretty good player. Yeah. Scariest player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay Ratliff. Well, I don't know what y'all were talking about upstairs. I guess it was on the air from the previous show about mm-hmm. fight about a grizzly bear and a gorilla. I have and no that. idea what they were talking. I don't about. know either. But yeah. Jay Ratliff, we, I would put him in there. And I mean, like he's one of the scariest players I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. That kind of helps if you're playing defensive tackle. Like I kind of want you to be scary. Right? I don't. I don't think Jay Ratliff was the most scariest ninety though. Who was? Alonzo Spellman. Spellman. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. That didn't take long. I didn't cover him. <laughs> oh. Jay Ratliff scared the hell out of me. Yeah. Alonzo Spellman was big. He was big. You remember the time in the on the airplane, Nick? Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, Alonzo Spellman. And Chris and I, uh, we both saw this. We were sitting in the back. Back in the days, we used to sit yeah. in the very back. Mm-hmm. Spellman literally... With didn't he was sitting down in his seat, and he in the on the plane, and he opened the 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 door. But I mean, he opened like the what's it called the cabin overhead, overhead, overhead. bin. He opened it, sitting down, and closed it. No, he took out his bag, went through his bag, put it back in, and closed it without getting up. <laughs> Never got up. So everybody out there listening, like catch catch a mental image of this. You're sitting in your seat. Mm-hmm. Someone reaches up. To the overhead, opens it, you know, the little thing you pull on. Opening it is the easiest yeah, yeah. part. Then grab your bag, pull it down without it dropping on your head, look through it, put it back up, close the overhead. But that guy. It's 757, too, so it's uh, there pretty good. Not only is he big, like that tells you how long his arms I were. Say, I bet and, he was in the top percentile in his combine class. And I'm guessing. He was in the window seat. Now that would have been a whole different level. Lonzo Spellman, boy, he had some crazy. And you know, it's sad because I mean, he he went through some some things. I yeah. mean, he he was he was, was bipolar. He, bipolar? he yeah, was and bipolar. he maybe still is. And you know, he just there were some incidents there. It was tough for him. Um, and, and the Cowboy. I mean, there was times where. They couldn't get him off the field one time. He would not sub. <laughs> I remember. You know, Ebenezer yeah. tells the story like they were like, "Go, go in there for for Zoe," and he goes in there and he's like, "I'm not coming out." So then he runs out and the coaches are yelling at him. He's, he's like, like "What, what do you to... want me to do? Yeah. Right? Why don't y'all go get him off the field? How about that?" There was the time where the trainers went into the locker room in Tampa Bay. Where's he's not he's not in the pregame warmups. Where yeah. is he? They go in there and he's sitting in his locker with his jersey on backwards. His jersey's on backwards, and he's sitting in his locker, and they're like, oh, "I don't know how to help this guy." Yes, yeah, so. that's, mm. that's tough, man. It, yeah. He was 
He was a good football player. Yeah, first round pick. Um, but yeah, for he, the had Bears, some, he had for some the things he was having to work with and but, deal with. But how about tank? Um, I, I said tank. And yesterday, eighty nine, I was going to go with Randall Williams. Randall Williams. Oh Randall. yeah, yeah, I do remember Randall Williams. What That's was it? Fast. Three point? How many seconds? Three point five seconds. Three point yeah, five seconds. Fastest, he ran that touchdown. I just, I just think touchdown in NFL. Eagles history. went onside kick. Williams got it, ran it in for a touchdown. Yeah. I just think the the clock operator was eating the hot dog, wasn't wasn't ready for it. And uh, but either way, now correct me seconds. here because you have a better memory, obviously. Um, the yeah. reason why that was really interesting was wasn't it the year before when the Eagles started the game with a an onside kick and they got it, and then the next year they tried it again. He recovers it and runs it back. Is that what happened? No, okay. but that's, a, that's explain it to your me. story's better. But no, it was <laughs> three, it three years later. Three years later, okay, two thousand, the pickle juice game. Yes, to start right. the season, they went onside kick. They got it. They beat the Cowboys, forty-one, seventeen, whatever. It was a terrible game. It was hundred, probably the worst game in ever. my time covering. And then two thousand three, they tried it again. Onside kick to start the game, and Randall Williams got it and ran it in for a touchdown. Yep. And the so Cowboys it's three years won. later. Three years later. Eh, same thing. Exactly. <laughs> We've already established Same thing. Your, your, your perception of time is skewed. I just a little put bit. it all together. Sure. Like it, put it all together like and blend it. Dave, you've been here, what, four years, five years? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have the memories. I just don't know where they all fit. How long right? do you think Dave's been here? How many seasons is this for Dave? If I had to guess, seven. It's not awful. Where are you? Nine. Nine? How many of you think Amber has been here? Oh, God. 25. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's just that honor old. <laughs> Damn, hope she's not listening. <laughs> no, I would I would guess right around the same time as a little bit less than you, probably like seven, six, seven. Is that right? Three years after me, I think. So about six. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. What, Rob? Ever. This like, is riveting radio. This is riveting radio. They love it, Dave. Every time we do it and you say that, okay. people on Twitter come back and say, we like these old stories. For, yeah. for some people. For every person that does that, there's somebody in their car right now that's just screaming at us to shut up. Cowboys yeah. play the Eagles this week. They're going to play some of their guys. That's what they're saying. Uh, I'm not sure if they really, if you really believe that, but they say right now that they're going to play these guys. There and They may go. treat this game like the third preseason game. They're going right. to get in. And out. Let's go. So let's get into that. That was on the rundown, but it was farther down. But we'll go ahead and jump into it now since you did it. All right. So Mike McCarthy says yesterday, we need to stay in a rhythm. This is our first time in the playoffs together. We want to go in there as strong as possible with momentum and play style. My question for you guys is, do you think it's important to use the Philly game to build momentum into the playoffs? Because I don't think they really have any right now. No. I don't. Where was the momentum on Sunday? I get it, but I'm asking game. you the question. No, they had four-game winning streak with the best win they've had all year against yeah. Washington, and then you wouldn't have known any yeah. of that when they played the game. That's my big thing. Yeah. I, I like. I, I don't want to say that you're wrong. That stuff all sounds great, but they just showed me that it doesn't really account for all that much at the end of the day when you kick the when you kick the ball off, especially if you're playing a good team. Um, and say what you will. The Eagles have turned it around impressively this year, honestly. I think a lot of that's who they've played in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. But even st- even if they're great, they're not going to be playing anybody. They've got 12 guys on the COVID list, and they're on a short week, and they know that they're going to have to get ready to play a good team in the playoffs. Now, just to be clear, the they expectation is the majority of them probably will come back if they're, sympt- if they're having symptoms, number one. If those symptoms are lessening by Friday – they can be back to play on Saturday. I bet because you, of the NFL's wait, new protocol. That's the protocol. If if they're lessening, basically, basically, here's how the protocol goes: you have five days where you have to be quarantined, but if your symptoms have lessened, 
then you can go back and you can play as long as you're not having like fever. But if mm. you're if you if you are basically the way they said it was if, if your your symptoms are lessening. So for example, um, if you got a cough and your cough is better on Friday than it was on <laughs> Thursday, then you're okay to go back and play. Okay. So if you had explosive diarrhea and now it's just diarrhea, it's is fine. that a symptom of COVID? I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Actually. What is going? On? I don't no, know. Where do, we, where do we go with this? I don't like, know. I just think I just think that about? it's so weird about lessening. It's lessening. Well, that's you have a sore was, throat. Yeah. Kinda. All right, you're in. You're well, in. You're good. That goes back to my even whatever the protocols are though. <laughs> like if Fletcher Cox still feels kind of sick on Friday. Even if he feels well enough to play, how many snaps are you going to make him play? Like, what, are you going to put him through that in a game that really does Philly has less to play for than Dallas does. Yeah, true. They, They're already in. They can't yeah. hang, They can't get higher than six. They're, go, they're going to go play a, a division champion in a warm-weather city. Yeah. Like, they're either going to be in Tampa, uh, L.A., or Arizona. That, so, like, it's not even like you can avoid a cold-weather situation. Or outside chance Dallas. Or... Can they play? I don't. They can't play Dallas. I, I thought there was think an outside they chance play they play Dallas. Dallas. Who? Philly. If Dallas gets up to the to the, to the third team. or the You're second right. seed, okay. No, there there are two scenarios where yeah, Dallas. Yeah, I think it's out. It's Philly a long shot. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Again, another indoor stadium. Like yeah. they're just, you're playing a good team indoors or in warm weather. Like they just don't have a lot to play for. And so even if some of these guys come back from COVID, momentum, I sure absolutely <laughs> sure. Which goes back to my point that like. I, I mean, I don't want to sit everybody. You can't sit everybody yeah. anyway. You only have forty-eight. That's and I love. That was one of the points. Yeah. I love Mike McCarthy's transparency there, just sort of breaking it down for maybe people that don't think about it that minutely. You only have forty-eight players. If you just sit eleven starters, then you're just decimating the rest of the game in terms of like who's got to do special teams, who's got unless, to play how many snaps. Unless you put twelve players on COVID. Sure. Oh, I and thought about slide that. People up. Yeah. I'm just saying, you you could definitely do that. You throw all your practice squad guys up to play this game, and then so this is a week where maybe you do your test on Thursday. Friday. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I, I'm saying maybe that the Eagles because because you, you get when, COVID replacements for all of when them. When I yeah. saw the announcement, that flashed through my brain. Yeah, like I'm I not I'm to. not going to accuse them of doing that, but I was like. A lot of veteran, you know, Rodney McLeod's on the list. Fletcher Cox is on yeah. the list. Uh, just, I, you never know. You never know. You never know. But I don't know. I just, the offense needs to play some snaps. I, I get that. You definitely don't want them just absolutely taking the week off. But I have a hard time buying this momentum thing when they had all the momentum in the world on their side going into Sunday and they looked as disjointed as they ever have. I thought about this this morning. The NFL schedule makers keep doing this, and, and it's not working. So, you know, every year we look at the schedule, and we, we see this last game of the year at Philly or whatever, and you're like, well, this game could be. I, I can remember three now in the last ten years, and they haven't meant anything. And it's been bad football every time, and this one's going to be the fourth. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember when Stephen McGee had mm-hmm. to play, and they had wrapped up, and the Cowboys won that game, and then, and then in 2016, Mark Sanchez played, and Romo played, and everyone sat, and, and it boosted the Eagles to the Super Bowl for the next year. 
That's what they say. Seventeen's one of the worst, worst football games. games I've ever watched in my life. And it's and and anytime the Cowboys are shutting out a team through three quarters, and you start Todd Archer looks over and starts flipping through. Like when's the last time they had a shutout? It's like six nothing over the Eagles in 2017. Six nothing. And you're Bryce like, Butler counts. Bryce Butler scored that touchdown like pretty late, right? Yeah. Like it was late in the game. It was a bad game. You remember and that? And Dan remember Bailey that. missed the extra point. If I remember correctly, that's why it was six. Yeah, Bryce didn't score until the it was early fourth, but so we didn't get our first wow. our first score <laughs> until the fourth quarter. Bailey misses yeah. the extra point. Wow, it was a ninety nine yard drive. I don't remember that. I don't either. But they they were they were the good team. I mean, they had already wrapped everything up, and, and so here here we are. Both teams kind of wrapped things up. That so. was that that game was the epitome of Jason Garrett saying, "I'll be damned if I'm going eight and eight. I'm not doing it because <laughs> they finished nine and seven. They were out of the playoffs. They had lost to Seattle the week before, yeah. and Jason Jason." <laughs> Garrett was like, you're not putting another eight and eight on my resume. Screw uh, you guys. Not yet. Not until not until, not until three two, years two later. Years later. Yeah. All right. Two let's uh, later. You're right. let's I'm go sorry. ahead. And, oh, actually, one other question I have for you guys on that. It, now, knowing that, and Jerry has said it, Steven said it, Mike has said it. They all expect they're going to play. They say play to win, all that kind of stuff. But we all know that in this kind of scenario, there still might be situations where you look at certain players and you like, you know, they need a week to not play because of injuries that they're trying to nurse. Who are some of those guys? Who are some of the guys you could still, if they're still saying that they're playing to win, that you could see them saying, hey, this is a week that we really do need to sit this guy? I would love to sit both of the running backs. I don't know if that's going to happen, especially if Dak's going to play. Like, do you send Corey Clement and maybe Ito Smith out there to protect Dak Prescott? I don't know. But I, at Corey the very- Clement knows the Eagles. Yeah, good point. He's at, an eagle. At the very least, I would like to see a limited role for Zeke and Tony Pollard. Yeah. Like, just get them off their feet. Give them a week to get right. Yeah. Uh, Tyron Smith is another one. Going back to the COVID thing, no idea how severe his symptoms are, but maybe give Keanu Neal a week to just not be out there running around short of breath or whatever might be bothering him. Are we sure about Keanu Neal even being back? available? No. I don't know what the new rules are with with players that are vaccinated or unvaccinated or I think, whatever well but. for unvaxxed it's the same right so it I would think be it 10 is. days it's the same still well i thought it was is it not five is it even 10? for unvaccinated yeah because carson wentz played yeah i think it's five yeah, for all true. players i think for all players it's five and then it's a matter of what are your symptoms yeah like do you have still have symptoms are the symptoms lessening? Like, it's that kind of stuff that's the equation now. So there's, I would assume he has a possibility of being back unless he's, like, really experiencing some some really tough symptoms. Uh, I would assume he has a possibility to be back. Demarcus Lawrence, like, yeah, again, that's a one. not somebody that you're just going to take out of the game, but not a – all of these guys – I want everybody to play. I just don't see the benefit of playing, like, 75 snaps. Do you, do you think in 2018 – when they went up to to New York in a game that they'd already wrapped things up, and Zeke didn't play, but but Dak did, and that was one of those games where you know they they rallied to win, I think thirty six thirty five, and there was a lot of people that think that that helped them the next week, Maybe. at least for Dak, yeah, in winning that game against Seattle. That that was one where I think momentum maybe did help. Because, I mean, Dak drove down and, and they won Played the game. Played a great game, yeah. One of the best throws of his career. Um, Easily. Well, I get it. I, I Like I said, I don't think it's silly. I guess I just make light of it because you didn't see it in practice at all 
the last two weeks. Um, yeah, but, like yeah, their I mean, momentum didn't help them. Giving them a chance to play and but, game plan against an opponent. Again, this is a team that's going to the playoffs. You can't just completely write the Eagles off as a bad opponent. Um, I get, yeah, there's value in that, and that's why I do think they should play. Isn't momentum, too, it's not just the result? Because obviously you look at a game where you score 56 points and you're like, man, they, that was that must have been a really great game. But there was still some of the same lingering things that we've seen from this offense that weren't quite right that have persisted, right? So is momentum more maybe figuring out how to get some of those things going? How do you get more uh, rhythm in your offense? Yeah. How do you get more... Can you sustain drives without killing yourselves with penalties? Like maybe that's more of the momentum that you're looking for that you can get maybe out of this game that you hadn't gotten in the last I don't know how many weeks. How about the benefit of giving your workhorse running backs who are beat up eight days to not get pounded? I mean that that could factor into that stuff. Sure. I think if I could fix anything with this Cowboys offense right now, it would be the running game. Just to get it to a level of competency where you feel like you can average north of four yards a carry and flirt with 120, 130, maybe even 150 yards on the day. I mean, that, again, like I, I, hate, to, I hate to take credit away from Dak because I do think he is good enough to carry it, but you don't want him to. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, sorry, go ahead. Okay. No, you don't want them to. Like yeah. this, this team is at its best when they are when it's pick your poison. When it's fine, clog our throwing lanes. We're gonna run for five and a half yards of carry on you. Stack the box. We're gonna throw it all over the field. They haven't had that on a consistent basis since the bye week. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, uh, I did want to talk a little bit about that. I actually want to dive a little bit deeper into that. Which do you think has been the biggest problem for this offense, the running game or the passing game, and which do you think has a better chance of getting back on track? We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his un bending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him, it projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys, and Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. 
The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. All right, Cowboys Nation, head to the Pro Shop. Step up your game for the playoffs. Score some classics like jerseys, T-shirts, hats, plus exclusive collections and unique accessories when you visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com, a Fanatics experience. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Life in SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's talk a little bit about the offense. I want to dive into the running game and passing game as two different parts. Uh, We've talked a lot about... Dak and the struggles of, of their passing game, Dak, the receivers, the, the offensive line, keeping people off Dak, all that stuff, right? Uh, I've noticed something interesting, though, when I started looking at the rushing totals for the Cowboys this year. Against what I think we all agree, and you can correct me if you think this is wrong, but against what I think are the three toughest opponents the Cowboys have played, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Arizona, they have had their three uh, worst rushing performances. Against Tampa Bay, they only had 60 yards on the ground. Against Kansas City, they had 82. Against Arizona, they had 45. Uh, not very good days on the ground against those teams. Uh, New England's another one, but they were able to get 122 yards. Pretty decent day of rushing that day. My question for you is when you think about what they're doing right now offensively, throwing the ball, and then what they're doing running the ball, which is a bigger concern for you, the rushing game or the passing game? The run game, easily. The run game. The eat, like, ab- without question. I mean... Even Sunday was the was the, it wasn't great. Like Dak had some accuracy issues. There were some drop balls. There, were, I mean, miscommunication, all that good stuff. But like, it's not like they couldn't throw the ball. And that's it's the classic case of the. And they keep saying it because teams keep doing it. They're they're clogging the back end. They're keeping a lid on it. And like every week, we ask the same questions because every week the Cowboys can't shake them out of those looks. I mean. Dak averaged six yards per attempt, which is not not good, but it's passable. I mean, Kyler was at seven, so the, even that's low. I mean, this just wasn't a game where you were winging the ball all over the yard. Um, he's had three touchdowns. He had a rating of 106. If he doesn't fumble there, it's probably even better. Like, the, the passing offense, and the week before obviously speaks for itself. He did whatever he wanted to as a passer against Washington. Um I, I, no, I don't. Like it's been fine. It, it it has not been complemented by a worthwhile running game. That is the problem. I think teams are kind of on to Kellen Moore a little bit. I think that they they figured out his tendencies on on what what he likes to call in certain situations. Um, and I think I think one of the biggest problems is first down running. They, they're trying to establish on first down, and there's just too many times at second and nine, second and eight, second and ten. And then that changes everything. I think that, that they're just not getting a good feel there about when to run and when to kind of catch teams in these looks. And when it when it's first and ten and they're running, they're just not having success. I think it's setting them back. Do you think part of that is, and they've talked about this, that teams are basically, and they, they, actually the, the Cardinals talked about it after the game. Buda Baker was talking mm-hmm. about it. Um, just throwing so many different disguised looks at the Cowboys to where they really can't adapt at the line of scrimmage. They got to run it, and and they and they got to. I'm sorry, they got to run their play, run the whatever play. the play is. They can't really adapt and say, "Hey, we see this look, let's change it." Because the moment they do that. The disguise changes, okay. and now you got something different. And I was watching the safeties in this game. They did a bunch of, I'll show you too high, and at the last minute somebody's shooting down. Or I'll show you that one guy's down, yeah. and at the last minute somebody's shooting out. Like, they did that throughout the entire game, and I think that may be part of it. And they tried to use tempo to help them, 
that's not something you can do when you're not effective at, at actually keeping the ball going. So Dallas just really doesn't have an answer for it right now. No, I mean, and, and the greatest quarterback of all time, in my opinion, and everyone will change, I mean, but I'm talking about just to go win one game. Uh, Peyton, Manning. Peyton Manning, to me, is the greatest quarterback of all time, in my opinion. But it's hard to say that when, with the rings. But I, I, I think he's one of the smartest quarterbacks to ever play. Yeah. Um, watching him last night, did y'all watch him? I yeah. Did. It was absolutely gold, by the way. Awesome. I mean, Snoop Dogg is just, that was awesome, by the way. But I was watching the Mavs. The Mavericks? Who? You were what? I was at the game, so oh, oh. Okay. so Mr. Kyle was there, and so was Michael Parsons. We we made a like a who'd you say? Michael Parsons. Who's the first word you said? Kyle Yeomans. Oh, yeah, just Kyle in the same sentence, Mr. Yeah. Kyle. Just in yeah. the same sentence, Kyle and Michael Parsons. Yeah, we were sentence. all all three of us were there, so it was good. Kyle said you had better seats than him. Were you on the bit. floor? <clears throat> it was pretty nice. EVP perks, baby. It was pretty nice. <laughs> he didn't mention that. He didn't Kyle. say anything about that. Well, no, literally, lost over that. Five o'clock yesterday evening. I get a phone call from my boss. He's like, you want to go to the game? I'm like, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So here we go. We're off and rolling. So Nice. That's that fun. That's Dallas in a nutshell right there is like, where are the seats? Like, uh, I don't know. The AAC is <laughs> really far away. The Mavs are kind of media. Oh, courtside. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Let's well, go. Well, you can't pass up that opportunity. No, of course not. Literally, you're no. sitting on the opponent's bench. Yeah, Like, but you're sitting there in their I would have done the same thing. Awesome. But, I'm just saying, if I told you they were second deck behind the basket, you might have been like, ah, I live kind of far guess, away. I'm guessing I, I would not have made that happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing I would not have made that happen. If you're, But if your boss says, hey, hey let's go to the game, you, you're probably going. Well, you no, probably he was just like, you want some tickets. He uh, didn't go. He was just like, you want the oh, tickets. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Oh, no, right. I, I, I would have done the same thing. I'm just saying that is <laughs> yeah. a that is a very Dallas experience hey, of oh, like no I said, where are the no seats? <laughs> no I'm a ticket doubt. snob. Yeah. And I said no I, doubt. I watched Alabama Cincinnati the other day in the fourth fourth deck up there. Yeah. And I, the whole time going to the game, I was kind of like, we'll see. I was watching on the video board. I had a great, I had a I had a great time. It was yeah. I mean it was, it was a great seat. There's never really not a bad seat. I, there. I'm spoiled after working here. Yeah, like I, I usually don't want to deal with traffic. I usually don't want to have to deal with security and lines. I don't want to deal with any of that stuff because we don't have to deal with it in our normal jobs. So going to a live game for me is not a real treat most of the time. This is a tr- that was a treat. Like sure, that's Nick. Sure. You've had that experience. Oh yeah, it's, that is a Mavs one right? Yeah, nice. Yeah, killed them. And I'm we'll talk about this off there, but I'm not. I'm all of a sudden not as much of a Luca fan. God, he complains so much. I'm so like, much. It reminds me of Tim Duncan. Like that's what I hated about Tim Duncan. Always complaining to the refs. Not always. That, well, that's. I mean, I don't know. That's. Yeah, he does whine a lot, but that's just smart. Like you got to work. The I get refs. it. I get no. it. It just kind of. It yes. kind of just bothers me after a there's, while. There's there's like six plays that they've even found where he's he's doing it during the play. He's given up layups. He's given up. He's not even given up on the def- play because I'm not defending him. It's annoying. I'm just saying like most of the good players in the NBA seem like they whine to the refs a lot. Well, I'll tell you this quick little. Who they play? Mavs. No, they played the Nuggets. Yeah. Here's an interesting little thing, and it may remind me of this team, the Cowboys. Uh, we were sitting there and we we're listening to Popeye Jones because he was playing. He was the coach for Denver last night. I assume their coaches out on COVID. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know what, why he wasn't there. But he, they're in their huddle, and if you watch the game, like they 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 were probably getting jobbed a little bit by the refs. Like you could say that. Yeah. But they were like livid. Their bench was going crazy because of all these calls and missed calls. And at one point, he's like, "I know they're in their huddle." He's like, "I know the refs are effing us, but you got to figure it out." And I'm thinking. Yeah. Here we. This is. And by the way, this applies this is, to my job. But, but the point is, this is every team in every sport. Like you're gonna have games where you're gonna feel like the refs 
are against you. Like that's just a part of it. Yeah. And you got to figure it out. I think his point was was the same point that the Cowboys need to figure out at some point. Like stop complaining about that. And you got to figure it out. Just know it's a part of it. You know, when we were in Washington and uh, we sit next to the stat crew, and, yeah. and there's that one lady's job. Her only job is to say, shotgun. Yeah. That's her only <laughs> yeah. job. Yeah. There are, when you sit that close and you sit, oh, how many coaches there are, the annoying coaches oh, are the ones yeah. behind the bench. Yes. Those, there's one guy's job is to wait for the shot clock to get down to like seven when you're on offense yeah. and then just yell it out the whole yeah. time. Just six, five, you know, like that's yeah. his whole job. It's just me. Then there's another job of, hey, that's six possessions in a row for so and so. He needs, you know, he needs to come out. I mean, we were it, honestly convinced at one point that all those coaches over there were just screaming random things just to confuse people because it was like everybody's just saying crazy stuff like, oh, he stepped out and he was like three feet from the line. <laughs> what are we talking about? But it's like, yeah, it's crazy over there. But it's a, it was a really fun that's experience. Awesome. But I missed Snoop. And, okay, and so I, I totally. Oh right. The reason that's why I said that. The reason why I said that is Peyton Manning actually talked about that yeah. last night, and he said when teams, when 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 a safety you know is sitting there. Like showing blitz, like you almost have to think the opposite of because you know that he's not just going to do it the whole time. So when they're showing that in your head, in, in, when you're before the, the snap, you know he's going to be back. It's almost the opposite of what you're seeing. And so, but then I'm sure there's times when the guy sits there and then he does blitz or whatever. So it's all about a cat and mouse game a little bit. But if, if you know, if Peyton Manning at times can be confused, then they all can be. That, that was kind of my point to that. But yeah. The Manning broadcast was just – it was – Aaron Rodgers was great. He's always good on there. Snoop I mean, was good. It's really a good – I mean, Goodell was it's, like – it, it, It's one of the worst games I've watched this season, and they made it entertaining anyway. Yeah. They're yeah. great. Call me coach again. That's what Goodell said. Goodell said that. Call yeah. me coach again. Yeah. Yeah, All Goodell right. wasn't the best guest, but, but Snoop – Snoop was. So he, he said. He said. I wish I was a Manning. <laughs> He's like, can y'all adopt me? <laughs> oh, that's funny. shoot. <laughs> Rogers. Rogers did a whole thing about how, because if you know anything about Pittsburgh, like yeah. they have a dialect, oh, yeah. and a language all their own, and he was like, if you can understand Mike McCarthy on the headset, you can understand anything. That's right. He, like, he gets that. going, and it it made me laugh because yeah, like even in. I understand him, but he's just he just he's that Pittsburgh guy. Like he just talks that way, and it's hilarious. I love it. Yeah. yeah. The, the, Pittsburgh is a is a place where I mean everyone probably knows somebody from Pittsburgh, yeah. and it's it's different. I, I've 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 only been there a couple times, but like it's like it seems like it's one of those places. This might be most hometowns or whatever, but like you could like get hit and you know on the on the road and buy a car and get out and be like what what the hell you get you're like well you're from Pittsburgh I'm from Pittsburgh like, all right let's work this out all right you know what I mean like it just seems like it's, it's there's just kind of a brotherhood yeah, of people that yeah. live in Pittsburgh yes yeah, like if I get you and that might be a Louisiana thing that might be a Houston I think it's probably it, everywhere yeah. like most yeah. places I shouldn't say most everywhere, places most where it's places, just kind of like probably that. a kinship of yeah you're from this area I'm from this area it's like yeah. I you I get you because I know what you've gone through it's and all that. Experience. I think most hometowns are like that, but like Pittsburgh maybe is ratcheted up a little bit. It's it's almost tribal with them, just like how fiercely so, protective and so. Why does McCarthy are. give Rich such a hard time? Because that's he's talked no, he's talked <laughs> about this just, before. Yeah, they're buddies like that. Well, he's like where I'm from, you just give people hell. Like that's, that's how that's you what, communicate. That's a part of the which I love. I identify with that. That's yeah. my love language too. So yeah. like when McCarthy said that, I was like, okay, I get you yeah. like you're gonna tease the people that you care about and give them crap like yeah. that's what you do all right so real quick we got to get back to the talk of this running game how do you fix it any ideas on how you can fix it 
I'm not saying this will work, but my best idea is to give the backs a week off. Well, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. Back to the original what, uh, point, Like right? what I mean, yeah. get them explosive again. Yeah. yeah. What I mean, what everything else isn't working. They had all their linemen at their yeah. disposal. Arizona was injured. It's not like they just had all these. They didn't have the monsters out there. That was a compromised defense. Um, and more time on task, like having your starting five together, maybe a little bit more could help, but. In terms of radical moves that they haven't done before, getting Tony and Zeke some time off would be mine. That's me cheering. Oh, for what? That? No, for what Chris Beam just sent me. Oh, what are you saying? Go ahead, Chris. Oh. Well, you go ahead. You go ahead. You can announce it. Introducing the Black College Football Hall of Fame class of 2022. Did my guy get in? Mr. Nate. There we go. Newton. There we go. Nice. Get in, big Nate. Where That's we awesome. Go. Ben Coates, Donald Driver, John, Big Train Moody. I bet he was good. Yeah. Morris Brown College, Big Train Moody. Nate Newton, Sammy White, Roscoe Nance, and Coach William Billy Nix. But Nate Newton, Florida Hi, A&M. Nate. Big Nate. Let's go, Big Congratulations Nate. Congratulations to Big Dog. My guy. Right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, uh, I got a couple of news and note items I want to talk to you guys about. I want to talk about Michael Gallup a little bit. Uh, also, an interesting thing that uh, Coach McCarthy said yesterday about replay assists. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it, for turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United, United Ag, Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life. Starts at just $20. You can get exclusive benefits. You can figure out your – you get your uh, fan pack. 
lot more. DallasCowboys.com slash United. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Man, this has been a Tuesday show. We have been all over the map on this show, and hopefully you guys have enjoyed some of the storytelling on today's show. I managed to get explosive diarrhea in the show twice now. you did? Yes. Yeah. So speaking of your memory being bad, you don't even remember. No, no, I remember that. I thought the way he said it was like he's having a problem over there himself. Oh, no. He said, I managed to get explosive diarrhea on oh. the show twice. And I'm like, are you okay? What Uh-oh. are we doing? But anyway, okay. let's so get back to it. Uh, okay. Michael Gallup. I'm just saying. <laughs> let's talk about Michael Gallup. Um, he caught the touchdown pass in the game uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. He hurts his knee. We find out later he's out uh, for the season with an ACL tear. Um, obviously, the big question. How does this affect his his status as a free agent this year? Well, first of all, the Cowboys have a track record with this. It's not it happened a lot. Yeah. It happened with Barry Church. Um, I talked Our to own Barry Church. I talked to Barry about this just the other day, and he goes, "Yeah, they, they they lowballed me." Well, of course they lowballed you, but you took it because you're sitting there with the torn Achilles, and so that's that. Now a torn ACL. It's a little bit different situation. In today's world, torn ACL yeah. is not a huge deal. He'll yeah. come back and all that. But if I'm the Cowboys, I'm calling the agent now, and I'm like, let's let's work on this. Let's do a one-year deal. Let's do a two-year deal. Two years, $10 million, you know, not not sure exactly what they would want to do. But I would try to sign him right now. If you're Michael Gallup's agent, do you do that? Or if you're well, Michael Gallup, do you do that? Well, I mean, that's that's the, that's why you're doing it. That's the decision that he has to have. He's like, do I want to bet on myself and say, no, I'll be fine? Because what is the free agent market going to look like for him as he goes and visits people well, with crutches? And like, how does that work? Is he going to get the money he's going to get? I'll take it even one step further. Let's think of it from the standpoint of the production that he's had this year, last year, that throughout his career. Thinking about the ACL and, and assuming that teams look at it like, man, ACLs yeah, these days, guys come back, he'll be fine, and they're just looking at the production, is he a guy that you think is a coveted free agent uh, pickup for a team? It, it, it's so hard to answer because there's so many moving parts. I mean, for starters, let's look at the market. Like, Devontae Adams is going to set the market one way or the other. Allen Robinson's out there. Chris Godwin also tore his ACL yeah. on the heels of a much better season. That's not necessarily Mike's fault. He was hurt. And that's the brutal thing in all of this is that you could – it, it, no, this is statistically Mike's worst season of his career. I mean, he finishes with 35 catches for 445 and two. Does that affect him, the fact that he missed so much time this year with two different injuries? I mean, all of this stuff is going to affect him. I don't think it's teams are like, oh, he's injury prone, he can't play, but you just – you didn't put all of that on tape that yeah. you are you're not your arrows not pointed up that you're like ascending into this category where I you're think. worth all of this money. So yeah, I mean I think I said a few weeks ago that I thought he could get somewhere between like 10 and 15 million dollars a year and now I would guess it's somewhere between like 6 and I think Twelve, just depending on what's but it's impossible to know. And it also it's Mike Mike's preference too. Maybe he wants to sign a one year six to eight million dollar prove it deal so he can blow it out of the water and get something better next year. Maybe he wants to sign a deal here with the Cowboys. I mean, it's partially up to him, not right. completely, yeah, but yeah. You, you can't predict that type of thing. I think he's an I think he's about an eight to to ten million a year receiver before this injury you know I, that's what I think he is and I I, I kind of disagree I think that's a little high on the numbers but that's because 
that's we're going off of what we think and where he is, where the, it's all projection on. Because I think if he's up into the 12 to 15, that's probably somebody's number one. I just don't think he's a number one anywhere. I don't think there's any. Is that true though? I mean, the market is changing drastically. I'm I'm pulling. I'm trying to pull it up right now. Like the numbers for receivers are going up. I mean, well, okay. Well, but look at it though. How many receivers make 15 million a year? Okay. Well, I'll can tell you do that? I'll I mean, tell you this right now. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, because you need to get to twenty-five or thirty for for that to be right. I mean, there's. I, that's what I'm saying. He's not a number one receiver, and I don't think he's going. I, I I don't think a team will say, you know what, Michael Gallup's our guy, because I don't believe he is that type of guy. Hmm. I don't think he is. I think he is a really really good number two guy, and you need that. You need. I mean, you, I think you need a number two. There's 17 receivers making more than 15 million dollars a year right now. How many? Seventeen. Oh, that's my point. Is wow. I mean that, and Adams is going to reset it. Uh, there's, I mean, but, but, Chris, Chris, but Godwin all those guys, you wait, expect all those guys are number ones. But right? what what point is that? I mean, are you making the point, or did I make the point? No, I'm because because there's 32 teams in the league. So I mean, if 17 guys are making that, then somebody's then there's that means there's there's 15 number one receivers that are making less than that. Are they and, any good? Is Michael Gallup a number one for any team? Go through any team in the league and say they he would be the best receiver on that team. Pittsburgh? There's probably a few. There's probably is a he, few. Pittsburgh. I, would I mean, he be better Jets. than Claypool or Johnson? Deontay? Probably. You think? Yeah. Okay. That, I think he's a, at least as good. Fair. That's fair. Maybe I better. mean, I'm just trying. I'm, to, I'm, looking, I'm thinking about the Jets. What, what do they have on their wide receiving core? Like, uh, is there anybody better? Corey Davis. Uh, I don't think no, there's anybody I would be say better. is better. So... I mean, yes, he could be the best receiver I guess on that team. The point I'm trying to the point I'm trying to make. Congratulations! Is, I mean, <laughs> what have you won? <laughs> what have you we get, won? You get to go to the Jets. Tim Tim Patrick is an 11 million dollar year receiver, which yeah. like he's having a great year. Yeah. He beat Trayvon Diggs here. He's not like a number one yeah. like this great receiver. Yeah. Nelson Aguilar got 22 million over two years to go to New England as. One of their like five guys. Okay. Like, you're just, right. Then, if that's the case, then you're right. That he's not an eight million dollar guy. He's he's going to get he's going to get twelve. He's going to get that. If that's if if well, but now, it's hard to say now because of the injury. I and mean, and you know, the Raiders used to do this for years. They they would sign a defensive tackle or they'd sign a player to some ridiculous deal that everybody in the league would go off of, and it's like mm-hmm. that guy. Okay, but that sucks. You know what I mean? So like, does Nelson Aguilar? Getting eleven million a year, is that does that make the point for agents to say, well, we need more than that, or do other teams look at it and say, okay, that was bad, that was a bad move. I mean, it still becomes part of the negotiation. Yeah, now you the have teams to, are going to argue that, but the agents going to probably stick to the Michael, fact of this is the market. Michael Gallup said something after what game was that last year where he had like a hundred something, maybe like San Philly. Francisco, Philly. He had a hundred in the first half, hundred yards. In and the first he was half. like, I was good. I, I was, was good. done for the day. He was like, he was like, you didn't have any in the second half or maybe little. He's like, well, I mean, everybody had to get theirs. I mean, I got some and then it was time for everyone else. That right there still sticks out to me because it's like most receivers aren't that way. I'm sorry that there's not, they're not built that way. But I like my receivers like that though. Well, I mean, but I'm, I'm saying though that right there makes me think he loves his guys. He wants Amari to have. Right. He wants CD. It's not all about that, and so that might factor into all this too. And also, who, who's your who's your rehab guy? Do you want to stay here? Do you want to go in the middle and go over here? Now, 
or do you want a rehab here? You get the same care somewhere else. You know, so here, yeah. I, I don't think I think if they if they they handle this the right way, maybe a one year deal, and and say let's you know we'll revisit it or something or a two year deal with lace with some incentives that say if you do this and this and get back to yourself, then boom, you know it's a it's a it's a nine million a year. But it can be up to twelve or fourteen if you hit these marks. Yes. You know, I completely agree. I and I wish I had said this at the top. I just and it's all fair. It's a valid and it's an interesting conversation. But just on a personal level, I just hope it works out the best for him, regardless of what it is. Yeah. Because this industry, and again, everything we just talked about was justified, but it can be very callous. Like he's probably on pain meds. Because his ACL's torn in half right now, and he he's in the contract year, homegrown guy. To your point, like he's had a fantastic attitude about this whole thing. I think he's one of the nicest guys on the team. It's two years, and I thought about this. It's two years in a row where somebody who's done it the right way every step of the way has really gotten screwed by this whole thing. And mm-hmm. I mean, nobody's Dak. I mean, nobody's gonna cry for Dak because he was on a thirty-one million dollar franchise tag. But that still sucks. Like to to have it all come down to this final year and you're out there to try to prove your worth and it ends like that it just sucks um and yeah. it, and it, it had a very happy ending for Dak and I just I hope it has a similarly good ending for Mike as well yeah because that that didn't change the Cowboys in one one bit no. to sign him no. regardless of, of what had happened there and I don't now but but we do have to ask that you know because everything Dave said is right everything he said I mean he's a he's a I love his attitude I love everything about it and quite as kept here He's he's probably I thought it was going to be CD, but it hasn't been. CD has been Oxnard, you know, MVP, but he hasn't been that guy in the season. Yeah. He hasn't been that I'm I'm better than you. I'm going to go up and des like plays. Yeah, hasn't done that. Michael Gallup is the best contested catcher on the team, and if it's anywhere close to the sideline, he's going to get it. Even if he tears his ACL in the middle of the play, he's going to catch it. And he's going to hold on to it, yeah. He tore it on the way up for that ball. And caught that That's ball. That's nuts. Yeah, we yeah. probably so, didn't give him enough but, credit for that. Okay, all that being said, let's say he is a 10 to $12 million a year guy. He can't be here. You know? Well, but here's what I would do if I were, if if I were the Cowboys. If Cedric going to play like that. Well, if I were the Cowboys, here's how I would look at it. If there was a way for me to, even if I paid a little bit of a premium to do it for one year, I would do a one- to two-year deal on him because what I want to see is where does Amari shake out a year or two from mm-hmm. now? Because you might end up in a situation where your two receivers two years from now are Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb. I don't think I'm ready to make that decision now. But give me another year or two, and maybe I am. Well, and so I would kind of want to hold on to him if I could for the short term, if I could get him to do a short-term deal, just so I could see how that all pans out before I make a, a long-term decision. On that list that you're looking at, and you're right about that. You got CD. I mean, the Amari. That that you have to answer that question before you get to some of these other yes. ones. So, and also then you have to go. It's like I feel like. The second question is Michael Gallup. The first question is, what's the long-term thing with Cooper? Okay, let's flip down to the third question. What does Cedric Wilson get on the open market, who's also a free agent? That's a wonderful question. Because Nelson Aguilar... Four, five million a year? Uh, four, I, I, that's what I would have said four minutes ago. But after hearing some of this stuff, I don't think Cedric Wilson's a $4 million a year guy. Well, I think if, if there's a team that's negotiating with his agent for a deal... I think what they're going to probably point out is when he had an opportunity to be 
moved up the depth chart. He didn't really deliver in that game. What was that? What game was that earlier this year when they uh, they had CD and Amari mm-hmm. out, and he didn't really deliver. Kansas City. Yeah, he didn't really deliver. And there. Then so now, by the way, Thanksgiving. Now, by the way, there he were other del- issues going on. As he well. also he delivered in eight games when Michael wasn't available as the third right. guy. So, as the third, right? Yeah, and that's, that's my point. That's, that's my point. Yeah. So the argument will be he is a great third receiver. He might even be able to be a pretty good number two. He's certainly not a number one, and he's not. he can't be relied on in the instance of injury to necessarily step up and do that either on a short-term basis. So that all being said, you pay him, but you don't pay him like he's a number two, like a solid number two. Yeah, probably. but he leads the team in quarterback rating. He does. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair, and, and I joke that, but yep. with that, but he's his versatility. He's got a nice arm. Though. He does have a nice arm. He can arm, throw man. that ball. He's got a nice I mean, arm. he was like all state in high school. Yeah, he's got a nice arm. Yeah, and he, and he even said after the game, he was like uh, about Pollard. He's like, I, I could have let him a little bit more there, and then he would have scored. But you know, he just wants to make sure he catches it. <laughs> Love it, which is smart too. I mean, like he's wide open. Yeah, and make sure he catches it. Number yeah. one, um, that's all I care about in that instance yeah. when you got somebody other than the quarterback throwing the ball. Yeah, just get it to him. And we've yeah. seen it twice now. Uh, Minnesota was one, and this, is, and it's the angle that we are sitting at in the press box, and the way he throws it across the field. It's just like. That that pass that he threw to C.D. Lamb in that Minnesota game was one of the best throws. I mean, that's one of the best throws we've seen all year by anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. I mean, there are receivers who throw it and just kind of pray that it gets where it's supposed to. And then there are guys like Cedric and Dez was that way too. They only asked him to yeah. throw once, but when Dez threw the, he had a but, rocket. It yeah. looked like a quarterback was throwing. Yeah, he's got a big arm. If you if we would have said this a week ago, I would have said the same thing. I would, I'm re-signing Cedric Wilson before I'm re-signing Gallup. And obviously I know that the, it's going to be cheaper. But I, I really feel like Cedric and Dak have a really good relationship. And I think we've, we've seen it. And we're starting to see it. I think that touchdown was another example of that the other day, just kind of knowing where to be and where you know trusting him in the offense on when plays break down and where the guy's going to be. Um, I, I think I think you just need Swiss Army knife players like that, and, and so I'm I'm going to try to re-sign Cedric before Gallup, and that that would have been my answer even before the injury. Yeah, That's, it's just hard to gauge Cedric's um, contract value. Yeah. It's 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 hard to know. I I mean, so I but, I don't even feel like I can take a stab at that. So all that being said, there's no way that they're going to draft my guy out of Arkansas in the first round, Traylon Burks. I really want that, but there's no, I don't see that happening. I mean, you have so many other issues. You they, need. for sure, but you know, nobody saw CD falling that far either. But I mean, I think you're right, just in the sen- sense that in this case, they will have I, made a decision in free agency about somebody. And I, 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 mean, I yeah, think I know this that. doesn't need to be draft talk, but we've talked about everything else, so why not? We got a it's grab gotta, bag show. Today. It's got to be. It's. They they've got to draft on the offensive line, right? Oh yeah, I mean I first they, round. Honestly, they, I think they need to remake their offensive line this uh, this coming off. I'm I'm I, taking I the best guard or center in the draft, and I've said this before. Yep. You're getting good value and in, in the in the 20s or 30s or whoever you're picking. I don't know. Um, but but I mean, I just think you're going to get even center. You know, I, I I think I think if you can get a guy like that to to upgrade. Maybe it's an offensive tackle. Yeah, I was gonna say if a tackle's there it could be. And, and he and there's good depth at tackle position, I wouldn't be it, against it, that it either. It could be. I just I think it's time to get stronger and I com- younger. No, I completely agree. I'm chuckling just because like I'm the draft nerd and I'm like, well, you don't pigeonhole yourself in January. You wait and see. First I didn't. of all, no, I said but, guard, tackle, or center. 
No, I know. I mean, there could be a corner that falls. Oh, and... there's, a, there's a lot of stuff that's going to happen. All, I've been saying this for a while. I just think that this offensive line needs a remake. I think, I I think they got agree. issues on the Let me ask line. you this, though, and he's only played a little bit. Has Kelvin Joseph done enough where, let's say, corner is the best spot in the – say you pick 27th. I don't know. Let's just say that. If, if a corner is there, has he done enough where you're thinking we're good here? Or is, is corner always going to be a need? When- it, I, I think it just depends. And I, I don't say that to cop out, but like if, if, if some amazing corner, if you're in a CD situation where you can't believe this guy yeah. fell to you, you take him. But Anthony Brown's still under contract. Jordan Lewis is still under contract. Kelvin and Nashawn Wright just got here. Obviously, feel good about Diggs. Like, that's not a situation where I'm just circling yeah. in red Sharpie. Like, like you we were last year, probably. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but again, if if some stud out of whatever, if, you know, if 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 Georgia's guy, I'm sure they have a guy. I don't know. If some great guy falls to you, then do whatever. Frankly, there's no position on this team that I'm like, nah, I can't take that guy. I'm good. Like I, I just think every position is upgradable right now. Um, and that's not to say that's what, not to say they got bad talent. I'm just saying there's no position where I'm like I can't take about, a guy at this position. How about a, a, a I don't know where he fell. I think he fell in the 18 20 range. Najee Harris from uh, Pittsburgh took him last year. Yeah, uh, running back like that. Kinda say works. you're sitting. Although I, I do, I mean, I hear what some people say about him. They're like, you know, he doesn't have that breakaway speed. Now he played a heck of a game last night. And he's had a good season this year. He but any back house from forty yards. Yeah, right. But that but that's the knock on him. People are like yeah. he doesn't have that kind of speed. I'm I'm a believer in the fact that I look at the production, so I would take him. Absolutely I would take him. I mean people are always gonna say that, you know, you can you can get if your offensive line's in check, then your third or fourth round running back's gonna be yeah. you know good and comparable and all that kind of stuff too. Tony is Tony will be in a contract near year next year. Yeah. You want to talk about uniforms? I mean, we haven't talked no, about that. No, it's 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 time to call it a day. Okay. Uniforms are looking do we, good though. Do we put. I mean, I'm sure everybody's upset that they lost in the color rush. I feel like for everybody that was excited about yeah, the color that. rush, a lot of people were upset that they. So did don't it. wear that when you when you play Arizona in two weeks. Which yeah. no, they're going to wear the American flag stripes in and, the playoffs. Oh God. already. <laughs> I hope not. Hey, I'm, I'm hey. kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm Whoever's at home worried, I'm Cause, kidding. Cause hey. That means that we're going to get hijacked on to our our don't, timelines on Twitter. will get hijacked because people are going to be talking. Don't about Don't be surprised if the Cowboys are playing Monday night. Are you talking about be because? Of, are you talking about because of Jerry? Yeah, I heard no. that too. Oh, I I, I said this yesterday. What Jerry saying? He just, it was it was just he didn't very subtle. It was, it was very, very subtle. subtle yeah. But if you were paying attention, because yeah. he was talking about the Saturday night game in Philly. And he was like, and this will give us more than a week to get ready for our playoff game. And I was like, okay, so you're not expecting to play on Saturday. No, right? not okay. expecting to play on Saturday. And Monday night yeah. could be the thing. They could have, I thought that too. I was wow. like, they could have 11 days. Okay, but then they're on a short week after, if they win, after the wild card game. Yeah, that means yeah. you have to go back to Sunday in the divisional game. Yeah. yeah. I hate that. Do you want one less day to have to maybe go to Green Bay? I, I just, I, I, I guess. I'm not going to Green Bay. You believe in that? I'll, not I'll going believe to Green that Bay. I, I'll not, not for the, the divisional round. Maybe okay. for the NFC Championship game. But you and I have been here more than twenty years. We've never seen an NFC Championship game. True. So I'm not believing that we will be in a championship Very game true. until I'm there. Shoot. Very the, true. The, if you talk to anybody in the fan base, it's one and done. So. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. We'll start getting into Cowboys versus Eagles. We'll have Bucky Brooks join us to talk about the Eagles offense versus the Dallas defense. So then for Nick Eaton and Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?